0: Right. Okay. That's Can you guys hear me? Okay. Let's go ahead and get going. I have a ton of notes to get through, and <clears throat> according to statistics, I only have about five minutes of, of your brain, so... I'm going to um, expand that in prayer right now. Thank you, Father, for an awesome night. We thank you for your presence. And Lord, we thank you for your people. God, you're doing just some really cool stuff in our midst. and, And we thank you for fun. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for joy. Lord, that is our strength. We can never have enough joy, Lord, and... Lord, let it just runneth over into every area of our life. Thank you, God, for removing the stress. Thank you for just uh, the presence of God that just disempowers uh, the worry, the stress, the, uh, the areas where we may be focusing on too much. And you just are just saying, hand it over. I got better for you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. i got to get my Bible here. You guys ready? Okay, so if you guys saw in the back, there's a handout. And you guys see it? You probably see, Anybody get it all finished already? Okay, pretty much. Does anyone like crossword puzzles? Do you? Okay. So, because I um, um, I like them when I go on mission trips for some reason. That's just whenever I go on a mission trip, God calls me to people and crossword puzzles. But other than that, I don't do them a whole lot, and I love them. They're, when I love them, I love them, and I had a lot of fun with them. And so um, with, um, I don't know, there's just something about engaging order and process and mystery and all in the area of fun that God starts doing some fun things. So I like, um, at my work, I, I, I get asked to do a lot of things out of the ordinary My my boss will come to me and he'll say, "Hey, Dave, we need, we need this thing." And he, it starts off with, "We need this thing." And the i here's the problem, and it's what he says. He he'll present you with the problem, and then he'll present you with uh, the environment that the problem is taking place in. And once the problem is presented and the environment is taking uh, is presented, then I come up with the solution. And so. Um, I think in the body of Christ, God's bringing us, he's, he's revealing a problem, and he's, he's revealing the environment, and then his presence is the solution. And the cool thing about his presence is that the people of God, what, what we're learning is to, is to insert the presence of God here. You know, it's not a matter of, man, I just, where's God? It's not a matter of where's God. It's it's where is you? <laughs> where are you at? Because he's where isn't he? He's everywhere. It's, it's a matter of our awareness. When we sing that song, Lord, make us more aware of your presence. It's not a matter of it increasing. It's a matter of our awareness of it increasing. So um, what I wanted to do tonight, I wanted to go through and, and have this fun little exercise and We're uh, going to start on the series of the imagination, and um, I have always been a huge imaginer ever since I was a little kid. Um, pictures, uh, colors, symbols—they're always—they're all fun, and uh, they can mean stuff. Sometimes they don't mean anything, and then sometimes in my sometime, uh, different periods of my life, I would try to make something more out of something than what it was. Or in sometimes I would reduce something less to what God intended it to be. And you know, that's possible. We can take small words and make them big and we can take big words and make them small. And, uh, I love what Chris Ballatin says. He says that the power of the word that you receive is determined by the value you place in it. So, if you get a word and you don't you don't put a lot of stock into that word, you're not going to receive a lot of grace from it. But if you receive a word and you say, "Man, that's it, that's it right there," you're going to empower that more because once you empower it more, you will receive from it more. Amen. Okay, so what I want to do is um, you guys see these little exercises. We're going to go up and down. We're going to start with um, <clears throat> we're going to start with actually number seven. This is a very interesting statistic that I found, and once I heard it, I I was like, wow, that's so true. So you guys uh, on your hound out there, go to number, um, sorry, it's not number, it's a number three, my bad. Number three, and it's, listen to this, it's over 50% of our consciousness, consciousness takes place in our imagination now, what I mean by that is, right now, you are here at New Life Fellowship in Garland. You are here, and you are alive, but your consciousness might not be here. It might be somewhere else, okay? If I say, all of us close our eyes, so let's do this. Everyone close our eyes, all right? Close your eyes, just as an exercise, I want you to put yourself in Reunion Tower right now, okay? Now, uh, keep your eyes closed, but with a show of hands, how many are in Reunion Tower right now? Can you show me that you're in Reunion Tower, okay? Okay, keep your, keep your eyes closed, all right? Now, how many of you, now here's a, an additional question. How many of you that raise your hand that says, I picture myself in Reunion Tower, have never been to reunion tower so you have never physically been there but you are able to insert your view you are able to superimpose a reality and you're able to see things you're able to say i think it looks like this and this is this and and here's what the windows look like and and here's what the tables look like or you know you start to put things in place you start to actually build an environment. All right. Here's something that's really cool. I don't know if you guys know this. There's a. <clears throat> there's a. Um, there is a. Um, you guys can go open your eyes now. There's even a, a, game right now that a lot of young people like. It's called Minecraft. Okay. Minecraft is uh, gives the uh, gives its players the ability to create, the world, that's in their imagination. And it's so cool that God has given us this amazing tool. He's gifted us with this game called Minecraft. And it actually shows it, these young kids are able to create these amazing universes. From I mean, talk about being in God's image and likeness, you know? That's amazing that they're able to do that. And there's really no limit to it. But just because you're somewhere doesn't mean that's where you're at. Okay, but I want you to think about this in two ways. It's possible to be present but not be there. Be where you're at. It's possible to be somewhere else. And you know, at the same at the same token you can be working and you can be doing stuff and your mind is going other places and and you're mentally traveling. Have you guys ever been to point A from point A to point B driving in your car? And it kind of scares you just a little bit that you are so comfortable like driving has become such a part of your programming that you actually don't have to think about signaling and, you know, uh, turn over the shoulder, go or however they say the acronym for, you know, turning and all these other things. There's all this and you can get very focused on other stuff. You guys, it's very good that the body of Christ learns to steward their presentness and their consciousness. To steward the images that are before them, but then the images that are not before them. Because it is God that created the imagination. It is not something that we made up, it's not something that was discovered. You know, oh wow! What is this thing? How how am I able to 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 focus on things? Why does the mind have this ability to to recall images and or even create stuff from nothing? And I remember um, uh, last time I spoke, I spoke on uh, or I mentioned about dreams, and I had asked the Lord. I said, God, you know, it's in your word that. Uh, Joseph, you know and many other people, Daniel were dream interpreters. I want to have the gift to be able to interpret dreams. I, I know it 's possible. Help me talk to me and God started giving me images. He started giving me pictures, and what he did is he started taking me on a journey like like me and my daughter. She has a question you know I actually don 't want to give her all the answers. I actually want her to learn how to come to her own conclusions. Because there comes a point when I release her and she's going to be doing stuff with my spirit continuing with her. And I want to train her mind so she knows how to calm her own storms when she thinks I'm not around, but I really am. Because I've been transferred that spirit over to her. Okay? So that first one is uh, or number 3. It's over 50%. It's over 50% of your consciousness actually throughout the entire day takes place in your imagination in, in your imagination. We're going to go to number 9. Now you probably start filling these out more as we go. Number 9 is your imagination determines your destination. Your imagination, is that wrong? Yeah, that's wrong. Okay, that's number 10. Your imagination. Yeah, my numbers got mixed up. Your, your imagination determines your destination. How many of you guys showed up here by accident tonight? You're just like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I am in a greenish looking chair and all these people around me. No, you had a picture. And your picture was derived from purpose. If you don't have purpose, you won't be present. I'm just going, man, come on, Holy Spirit. That's good. I'm getting eaten. So when you have something in your brain, it starts to uh, certain things start to fire in your brain. You start to get a goal, you start to get order, you start to get a perceived reality of how things are going to go. Now, what's really fun with being in Christ is he invites you on a journey where you actually don't know what's going to happen but you know the spirit to look for right have you ever have you ever been um, have you ever uh, let's say you are preparing for an argument like you you have to have a conversation with someone and you're like I got to do this and you kind of like role play the conversation right you, you know what I'm talking about and then you, as you're role-playing the conversation, you then you approach the person, and the person is like way more receptive, and whoa, this is nothing like I thought it was. And they're like, wow, hey, thank you so much. And, and they receive you, and there's this, wow. And then all of a sudden, you feel like... Like... Even though I don't know if maybe this hasn't happened to you, but when that has happened to me, even though I felt good that the situation went well, better than I expected, I felt a little taken, like cheated out of my imagination, like my imagination was betraying me. Like what? What did I get all worked up for? Do you know what I mean? You ever been there? What? What did I do that? What? what and then you start to. Wow! You see, you know what? It's good for us to learn how to have God encounters and God experiences. Not only uh, when it comes to uh, you know coming into the presence of God, but in going into absolute impossible situations that you are expecting and you are pursuing the discovery of God's glory. And when you position yourself, when that imagination starts to turn, the enemy starts to work on you. Well, that's, how is that going to happen? I'm not listening to you. you. You cheated me out of my last experience. I'm not going to live my life by what I'm planning not to do. I'm going to live my life according to the mystery God wants me to be on a journey with Him on. This is going to be good. Amen? all right so number um, number three it's the second commandment that told God's people not to make for themselves any graven images now i want to I want to give you guys some an interesting take on a graven image okay you guys remember the first commandment God gave the children of Israel what was the first commandment shall yes love the Lord your God is uh, uh have no other gods before me. Okay? So that first commandment had to deal with you and God, okay? So this next commandment, the second commandment is you shall not have any graven images, right? You guys remember a graven images? Okay. Now it is uh it has to do with anything that's in heaven uh, on earth or under the sea. Don't make any image and exalt it. And there's a reason why. Here's, here's a reason why I think God gave this to, to the children of Israel. I want you guys to... let's. I'm, I'm going to give you a freebie here. I want you guys to weigh what I'm about to say according to the Spirit, okay? I want you to listen to this. Is that I think God was trying to... Invite, reinvite the children of Israel into their identity in the second commandment. See, the reason why God didn't want to make any image into a God image is because there's only one creation that was made like God. Of all creation, of anything that man can make, God's saying, don't make graven images. Do not make images in the likeness of God, because that's your place. That picture of glory, that golden calf, that perception of excellence and, and, and amazement and something that is to be honored to be even feared and revered, that's actually your place. That was Jesus' place. But, you know, as that thing, it's actually made to serve humanity. And it's this awesome, almost dichotomy of, of such glory, but such servanthood at the same time. And when he... See, God is working on the imagination of his people there. Because they came out of Egypt. They came out they came out of a place where, you know, the Pharaoh was, was pretty much God. Pharaoh was known as God and all these images were made of all these different things and they made a calf and and Moses came down, he broke all the Ten Commandments at one time, and and so there's all these things that are taking place, but something that they're missing is they're missing who they are. And once you know who you are, you actually, the imagination starts to be used by the Holy Spirit and He starts to take you places and He uses the imagination as a tool to show you things that is accomplishing His will and and it's it's actually unfolding God's kingdom on earth. Okay? Amen? So... And uh, how many of you guys remember in <clears throat> in Genesis chapter 1 it says uh, this is number 4 it's let us make man in our own image and likeness now that word image there is actually the word shadow let us make man in our own shadow won't you guys? Do you guys have the ability to see your shadow right now? You guys have the ability to cast a light on a shadow. You look at yourself. It's not you, but it's it is in the image of you. It's a representation of the form of who he is. Now, this is cool. I just, I just. Um, um, Gonna, let me, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, actually, but the second thing is the word likeness, and that's number fifteen. Let us make man in our own image and likeness, and that word likeness is 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 attributed to the word similarity. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen my kids. Now, Kim and me, we both say that we don't really know exactly who Judah looks like. There's kind of this toss-up. But there are certain moments where we see the other person, you know. But Reagan, I mean, she's all mine. She's like, that's I look just like her or whatever. Yeah, and, and she acts just like me. Um, she is way type A, she is so much in, in our you know, in our marriage it isn't the girl that's the talkative one, it's the guy. Like I come home and I tell Kim, you know, she just goes, So tell me about your day and she just kinda sits there and waits. And that's and I'm like, oh my gosh, let me da da, da. and I'll tell it to her and she'll be like, Okay, alright. And she just like takes it in and I'll be like, How how was your day? Good. It's good. Had fun with the kids. What happened? Played? Worked. Okay, well, let me tell you something else, you know, and, and it just kind of goes from there, all right? And we work differently. That's good. Anyone else like, any guys like that? You come home and you're, never mind, I'm not going to go there. All right, not going to go there. We'll have a talk session and we won't stop. That's what will happen. So, um, this is the cool part, though. I'll find my place here, sorry. Go for it. The us is the word Elohim in the, um, in the original uh, Hebrew. It is, it's let us make man in our. It's a plural form of God. And we know that as being the Trinity. Uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, also in Revelation, it says that before the foundation of the earth was ever laid, the Lamb of God was slain. So that's fun. So actually, so the triune God was before and he is speaking into creation and he's the one that's creating. Now there is there is another one here um, and that is that, um, let me see if I could find it. Uh, maybe it didn't make it in here. Is the, um, yeah, we'll get to it here in a second. But when it says, let us make man in our own image, and then it says, uh, image and likeness, and then it says, and let them have dominion over the earth. Okay? Dominion is a part of who you are as being in God's likeness. When you are coming to a place where who you are in having dominion starts to come into question. You're coming out of alignment of your likeness. You're, see, you're not just made in the image, but you're made in the likeness. Not only do you look like him, but your similarities, it's the word attributes... You, you talk like Him, and you think like Him, and you have dominion like Him. When you start coming to a place where things get hazy and you don't have answers, and your ability to create, your ability to manage, your ability to, your ability to rule and reign starts to get a little hazy, A little out of sorts. What starts to happen is I want to challenge you that in that moment you need to take a step back and you need to get in the presence of God. Because every time you get in the presence grace starts to stir and you start to find answers. But when things are around see God wants to train us to think like Him. But if you think that other stuff has to be a certain way for you to be who you are, you have it backwards. Do you need a job? No, you don't need a job. You need to think you're valuable. And you need to think that you have something to offer an employer to a point where you get off your butt and you go out there and you, you find someone to serve. If you find someone to serve, you're not going to have a problem finding a job. Well, the problem is, what we have we 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 look for a paycheck. We don't look to pursue someone else's vision. You, hey, hey, guess what? This is what I'll, I'll give you some advice for. What Joseph did? Joseph learned how to serve, amazing, and they couldn't stop promoting the guy. The only other position in in Egypt was to be Pharaoh. Okay. When you start serving people, when you start serving at your job, you're going to get so promoted. The only spot left is CEO. All right. You are not called to be peons. You are not called to do that. And if you are finding yourself always in the cycle of, oh, it's somebody else's fault, you don't know who you are. We will go through your house spiritually and there will be a lot of idols that need to come out because you got graven images and they're keeping you in the wilderness. And get them off. Know who you are and get some heaven in your life and you're going to experience a whole, whole new reality. It's who you are. It's, it, this, isn't a, this, isn't a, this isn't trying to, man, I just hope I inspire some change. I'm just telling you, this is who you are, Amen. I love this. I love it when it says that. Let us make man in our in our shadow. I love the verse that says that He abides, He that dwells that see, uh, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. If you if you want to abide. If you're abiding in the shadow the reason why you are looking just like him is because you are with him. If you if you feel like you are you are your ability to control your situation is getting hazy, it's because you're not in the presence. Get in the presence. You will start finding the way for your present salvation. Amen. Ephesians chapter one, this is verse seventeen and eighteen. It says, "says that the Lord of our uh, the that the Lord of our God of our Lord Jesus Christ." This English standard version. I can't even speak English tonight. The Father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him, having your eyes and your hearts enlightened. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm enlightened. We need to, uh, part of the renewing of the mind is you're positioning yourself. What you're saying is you say, God, I don't know everything. And I know you do. And I want to be at your table and I want to learn. Show me what I need to know. One of the, one of the most false safe places of, of false safety is being in the position that you know something. But you just, I know what I'm talking about. You know, just, when you start doing that, I'm just, oh man, you got a long way to go. Because there's always factors that you don't know about. There's always something. There's always man, you, you just don't know my situation. Well no, you just don't know who you are. Or you don't know your God. The problem is you know your situation and you don't know your God. Because if you knew him, you wouldn't be positioning yourself in such a place of hopelessness. If you're experiencing hopelessness, it's it's not because you're spending time with him. Get yourself out of that place. Like, Free yourself from the stigma that you think you know what you're doing and what you're feeling. Forget it. Get over it. And embrace the mystery of God's unraveling glory in your life. Relax and enjoy the presence. Okay? He's going to make you lie down. In, in, beside still waters you walk through the valley of the shadow of death and you lie down you, you don't lie down in the valley of the shadow of death you keep going it doesn't say when I enter the valley of the shadow of death it says and though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death David knew that he kept going don't stop keep going, but he loves you enough that his plan is to force you to a place of rest, and he will make you do that by his pleasure or by your stubbornness. You're going to end up resting in his presence. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't fight it. You guys ever, you guys, if you have kids, you know how much you want them to, to be at rest and sometimes you force them to that place. And they think you're hurting, but you're like, no, look, and nobody love you more than I do. You don't have no idea how much I love you. And you just, just relax. Okay. Amen. God will make you lie down. So. God wants your eyes and your ears to be enlightened. That's number 14. Feels us. Oh my gosh, that's so horrible. You guys are probably so confused. Ephesians one seventeen. There is number fourteen. It's supposed to be wants us to have our eyes and ears and eyes and hearts enlightened. The next one is that you may uh, that you may know. The number one, you may know what is the hope which he has called you, and then what are the riches of his glor- of his glorious inheritance in the saints you guys know where your riches are the riches of his inheritance are look to your neighbor there's the riches of his inheritance that's that's the riches there's the riches there's the riches what is he promising you it's riches of his inheritance in the saints you want to find god's inheritance take your brother or your sister out for coffee and say share with me your testimony that's god's inheritance it's a promise that he shares through the body. And it rebuilds you. Those, that, that is true riches. It's not money. It's, it's not stuff. It is the testimony of Jesus working through you. Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We know that. Amen. Mark 11 24 says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, and then it says this, it says, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Believe, that's number five, believe that you have received it. Everyone say believe and it will be yours. when um uh, this last uh, some of you guys have been around a while and, and um, one so, one something that I've learned is there are things in your life that you would like to have there are things that you set your heart on okay I believe that we we don't we in life we don't always get what we wish for but we do always get what we work for. If you want a good marriage, don't wish for it. Work for it. If you want a good job, don't wish for it. Work for it. If you, if you, want, if you want to lose some weight, don't wish for it. Work for it. you got to work. Work is important it is it is it is and I remember uh this last year when the Holy Spirit started speaking to me and and, uh, we did a a body sozo and and uh I asked the Lord Kim was doing it and she says um ask the Holy Spirit why you're having a hard time losing weight and uh Last year at this or last year in like February I was the heaviest I'd ever been. I was two twenty five. Um, and I shared with this, some of you guys with us a couple of times ago, but um, just asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit why? And he said, You don't love you like I love you. He said, If you loved you, if you loved yourself the way I loved you, you wouldn't treat your body this way. And I was like, Whoa and and the cool thing about when the holy spirit talks to you like that like as a brother it's not something that you get offended by it's something you get empowered by he's like cuz you cuz you know it's true you you know that everything that he's saying to you isn't to hurt you but it's it might be hurt it might be hurtful but it's building you right and he was saying i i have stuff for you but i have stuff for you but you would like it but you don't want it and you got to want it and you got to work for it how much do you how much are you willing to work for and i was like well he said look if you allow me to offend you i will take you farther than you realize okay so he did and god's been doing some cool stuff and he's been he's been helping me so um just about 55 pounds down and God has been really showing me more stuff um, uh, about who I am in the body. Because how many of you guys know that He wants you to be healthy body, soul, and spirit? Can I can I give you? Um, <clears throat> how many of you guys know that we're going to receive uh, a new a new body? You guys know that, right? You guys have heard that. Can I give you a challenge? Do you know how we always talk about... Now, is, is that body going to happen when you get to heaven? With what we've been taught, maybe. We die, we get a new body. Well, then there's this other thing that we also believe in. that's that we are called to bring heaven on earth. What if you're supposed to bring that down? What if what God has for you someday he gives the opportunity for you to experience right now? What if you are to live from heaven and not for heaven? What if, what if you, I'm going to tease you. What if God never planned on you experiencing heaven when you got there? What if you, what if you showed up ready? Can you imagine that? What if you started experiencing the fullness of heaven now? I'm just saying, what if? What is the gospel of the kingdom anyway? Isn't it heaven now? So, what if as we renew our mind and our imagination starts to get unlocked, we stop thinking about the Sunday, and we start thinking about the now. We start thinking about the move and we start seeing this stirring of the imagination and we start getting answers for things that we had thought. You know, I, I started realizing how many idols I, I was validating spiritually and saying, well, God, didn't you, oh, that, Whoa, that was me. Whoa, my my bad, you can have that. And freedom just kept coming in because I started de-idolizing my theological experiences and saying, God, I'll just have whatever you have for me. Well, I want you to lay this down. Okay, Wow. wow, and you experience a new dimension in God. Everything that you feel that you're supposed to be walking in is usually you're not experiencing it because of things you believe in. So if you want to experience the things that you, you really believe God wants to have for you, there are things in your life you have to lay down in order to experience those things. And those things will seem precious to you, but they're not if you let them be. Amen? Almost done. Okay. So when you live in a world... Of impossibilities. Number eight, when you live in a world of impossibilities, you are not living in a reality that God has prepared for you. Now listen, things are gonna seem impossible. But I wanna I wanna present it to you like this. Do you want God, do you think God wants you to believe that things are impossible? Or do you think he wants you to believe that all things are possible? Think about it like that. God laughs at what we esteem as impossible. You are not a being of limitation. You're not. Humanity, moving in the spirit of God, will continue to break the laws that we think we currently are subjected to now i'm not just talking about i'm not talking about i'm, I'm talking about everything we say oh we can't do that someone will find a way <laughs> there's always that person you ever you ever know that one person in your life that they're just like man no matter someone makes a rule and they're going to find a way to either just break it outright or just oh man legitimately go right around it you know what ha- you know what's interesting right now is you can sustain stuff based on laws okay you can sustain a community or you can sustain a nation with laws but what happens when the people in a nation become so creative that they're always building stuff outside of your ability to legislate it then investors have a hard time investing because they want security. See, right now we're facing a whole different nation than has ever been in history right now. And no one has no one knows what to do with it. They don't know how to invest. They don't know what's safe. But what if God isn't calling us to safety? What if God is calling us to be the, the head and not the tail? What if he's calling us to dream outside of our current situation because the future situation is what he's leading us into. Amen. That's I'm not trying to step on anybody's political toes, but I'm just saying that there's a possibility that people of God are going to see such a transformation and and some people are going to be so wanting to hold on to safety. But God is so wanting to launch his kids. How many of you guys have how many, how many of you guys have your kids and you're like, "I just want you to repeat what I did." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, no, do not stay where I'm at. You will insult me if I am your ceiling. I will be your foundation. I will not be your ceiling. All right? We want our kids to go farther. And what happens is, is right now we need, we need, the problem is, is we, uh, when we start developing our ceiling, okay, God wants, I think God's going to be breaking some ceilings in our life because he wants to take us a little higher. Okay. He wants to get you out of the tent so you can see the stars. He wants to show you a new ceiling, Abraham, get out of your tent, go look at the stars. There's your new ceiling. Amen? All right, let's keep going. Got 12 minutes left. Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 2, or 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 20 says Now to him, you guys know this, who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church. And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Forever and ever. Amen. When we talk about asking big. You guys ever felt stressed out? You ever feel that you are at your max output? Right? You're at your max. Right? You're at your point of growth. If you are comfortable where you're at you have successfully stopped growing we have a we do a spin class on Tuesdays and Thursdays where, it's where we get on a bike and we pedal like our legs are going to fall off and we and we go and she says she always she always will tell you that work hard work hard work she she tells you to keep working you work hard and she 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 said something one time that made me like it snapped me back into place. Cause I got the music pumping and it's like, nz, 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 and you're just like, ah! and she's got the music going and she said, this is your workout. And I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. This is my workout. Like, this isn't about you. I don't care how fast you're going. You're going fast. I don't care how fast you're going. This is about my workout. So you need to start thinking about your salvation this isn't about his salvation. is isn't about my sister's salvation or my daughter's salvation or my grandkids' salvation or my mama's salvation. This is about my salvation. The Bible says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Let's get some fear and trembling and let's work it out. Let's work out what's in us because it's within us and we need to work it out. It's not God put more in. He, You can't you can't, you can't uh, exhaust the amount of heaven that's in you. But you can think you can. And then if you think you can, you're going to have your point of zero. You keep going. You keep working. And whenever you say, I have nothing left to give, watch eternity start to flow out of you as you bathe in the presence of God. It will change what you think about capacity. Because you think, oh, I can't do anything else. I, I'm so, oh, I'm so stretched thin. You are at your point of growth. Because tomorrow's, today's challenge brings tomorrow's change. When we're cycling and we're going and she's like, if you want change, if, if you're working hard, you're hit, if, if, if you feel the pain, your change has started. Change always happens in pain. And what happens is, is if you get into a place where you're scared of pain, your change stops. Uh, I, I get hungry a lot, but guess what? I know stuff is changing. I put in what I need, but I don't put in more than what I need. But then once I reach that point, and I'm working through the day, and like I, for a while there I was logging all my calories, and I was like, oh
1: gosh, I'm just like...
0: I need something. I said, Holy Spirit, I I need some help. He's like, there's an orange. I was like, but there's a chocolate piece of candy. You need an orange. You need some good sugar in you. Don't mess yourself up. Love yourself. Love myself. I love myself. I love myself. Love Love yourself. Love yourself. You only get one of these. Make it count. Like, don't let your glory be isolated to what happens through your kids to what happens through your job let it come through every aspect of your life let it happen through every part of your life amen someone needed to hear that there's power that's working in you amen Philippians 4 8 you guys you guys know this one this is a, number six. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about those things. Everyone say Whatever. Whatever. That, that's awesome. That's a big spectrum of stuff that you can be focusing on. I had I had a conversation with somebody the, uh, today, actually, and someone made a statement about uh, they were disappointed in some some national stuff. I said, "Man, it's going to be good. Don't you know what God's going to be doing?" Didn't you already experience it? Hey, pain brings change. God's doing something in you, man. This is good news. And he was like, no, you're right. I needed that. Thank you. But then someone who doesn't know the Lord chimed on and was like, you know, hey, you know, how can you talk about how can you talk about God when there's starving children in the world? And I was like, but you know how many people are getting fed in the world? Like, do you know that hunger is at an all-time historical... Hungry, hungry nations, people without food, is at an all-time historical low right now. Revival is at an all-time historical high right now. So, I mean, this, is, this is amazing. The guy didn't believe it. And he's like, well, let me show you some pictures. I said, I got pictures too. Cast down your snake. I got a snake too. Give me your rod. I got a rod. See, your rod and the power and the anointing that God has handed you is in your testimony. See, when negativity, when negativity comes towards you and casts down its staff and it turns into a serpent, you have something that is powerful enough to swallow that, and that's called hope. Are you placing your hope in a place to swallow up the hopelessness around you? Let it fight it out. And let it win. Because hopelessness, hopelessness can bite you and it will kill you. But God has already prepared you for hopelessness. Amen? Amen? Your imagination is a very, very powerful thing. And what you allow your brain to focus on and it starts to steward and there's ideas. And, you know, I I actually I actually don't want you to mentally uh, like I, I think as I'm speaking, a spirit of wisdom and revelation starts to churn the heart of man. And I think sometimes people get mentally translated out of the room and God starts taking you to places where he wants you to start working on things like I invite that into the room. I'm like, no, give me your attention. Man, I think God might be taking you to where you're at, and he's trying to give you grace for change in that situation. I invite that. Like, take note of what the Holy Spirit's saying and go apply the change he wants to bring you to. Amen? Like, listen, but there is a spirit that needs to be have an unction in the room that does something to you. Amen. All right, I'm almost done. I already said that. You guys, you like that? You guys know this verse. verse that says, the kingdom is not in word, but in demonstration. You know what? I I love churches that preach the word. I do. I love them. I love them so much. But the next time I get someone coming up to me and say, I'm just looking for a church that preaches a word. I'm going to say, What about a church that demonstrates the word? Because the kingdom of God is not in word. It's not in teaching. It's in demonstration. I can preach the entire Bible from beginning to end. And that will not change the heart of man. But if I show you a man who has his eyes open, someone's going to have some questions. The Holy Spirit wants to move in the demonstration. The kingdom of heaven is not in word. It's in the demonstration of the power of God through His people. And if we can get so comfortable or we are so, we get so comfortable in our knowledge of something rather than its demonstration of something, right? How many of you guys think that my wife wants me to Give her thousands upon thousands of letters talking about, you know, just talking about my love. No, she wants a date. Even though I'm doing all the talking, she still wants a date. She wants to go out. She wants, you know, she gets get a babysitter. Let's go out. I want some demonstration of love. Less talk. More demonstration. Amen? Let's try that right now. Does anybody have any soreness in their body that they've had for a while? Anybody have it? Yeah? What you got? Anyone? Shoulder? Okay. I want you to start to exercise your shoulder. What you got? You got some wrist? Carpal? Is it carpal? Carpal tunnel or? Some soreness? Okay. All right. Who else? Anyone else? Let me see your hand way high. Anyone else? Got some? All right. What you got? You hurt your what? Okay. Alright, what else? Someone else? Someone else had a hand up. Was that? Tension. Oh man, this is fun. Okay, good. Holy Spirit, I want you to show up. Demonstrate your power. We invite you. And I want you guys to pay attention to the place of your pain. And I want you to feel it move. Tell me when you start to feel the place of your pain start to actually move. There's a place of warmth where the Holy Spirit starts to move. And then you're going to actually feel the pain percentage start to decrease. You just... And what what I want you to do is I want you to pay attention to the nerves. I want you to pay attention to the place of pain. Because what you're going to start to feel is if you're going to start to feel a depression of pain as the expression of the Holy Spirit starts to make its way into your body. Does anyone start to feel a decrease? You've started to feel a decrease? Like almost like a deflation, like a shh, almost like the pain is being like deflated like a balloon. You ever have one of those? Just experience that? Does so anyone experience a little bit, you just feel a little bit. Let me see your hand. Just a little bit. You start to feel a deflation of pain. Okay? Anyone at zero is in that one spot. You might feel it. Now, it's so cool because the Holy Spirit will sometimes do it over time and sometimes they do it does it. Right now, there's just a demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you why you just got what you did. Okay? Here's the reason why. Listen to me very carefully. You can't give what you don't have. You want an experience? The reason why God gives us experiences is so we can demonstrate experience. You know, I never healed anyone until I had an experience of healing. I was praying for my mom. We were at a leadership meeting at my dad's house, Not all the leaders there. <clears throat> I had, a neck, I had a neck spasm, and I couldn't turn my neck more than 15 degrees to the left. The right was fine, but the left, I couldn't move more than 15 degrees. And all of a sudden, we're praying. She had, my mom had a toothache, and we're around my mom. We're praying, and as we're praying, the Holy Spirit fell, and I actually fell, my infirmity be lifted off my neck like a helmet. I actually felt, imagine yourself with football pads, okay? And I felt this. I felt a... It's like somebody took football pads off of my shoulder. And I. it was the weirdest, it was the weirdest physical sensation. It, and I was so aware of it. But you know what? I wasn't looking for it. And all of a sudden I feel this. And I look at Kim and she looks at me because I had this weird look. And she's looking at me and I was like my next better. And she was like, what? We're praying for your mom. I'm like, I know, but my next better. And once this happened, this this place of offense almost, and I was like, I just, see, God gives you an experience and then after that, God started saying, I'm going to give you, I gave you an encounter because I want you to give some encounters. Then, I had I, I, story after story where the Holy Spirit would give uh, I'm walking up to a, a cashier register and this lady has something in her hip because she stands all day and I said you want your hip better and she goes how do you know I had a hip problem she's always oh, present I'm standing I was like well that that could be it but I think the Holy Spirit said he wanted to to heal you and she just uh, can you rotate your hip just almost like you're dancing she's like how do you know that I'm Like, just rotate it and then she's like "Oh, it doesn't hurt anymore that's weird. I'm like, huh, that is, it might be normal that God healed you. Okay, cool. And you know what? That's cool. But you know what? I don't have to have her go, oh my Lord, fall on my knees and what's the sinner's prayer again? You know, I have to, I don't have to do that. She just needs to experience God's goodness in her life. Allow, uh, just, just enjoy it. This doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be impressive. Let it just be Natural. The supernatural is just supernatural things that happen to you. It's super because he made it that way, but it is your natural. Amen? Okay, so let's pray. Father, we just thank you for for the points that I didn't get to because you didn't want me to. Lord, and I thank you for the healing power that comes through your Holy Spirit. Lord, and it's not a matter of it being your will or not. Lord, it's a matter of us experiencing the journey of, Lord, there's a, uh, the rest restored imagination, Lord. And we just thank you that you remove uh, any unforgiveness. Boom, there it is. Remove any unforgiveness that's preventing us from experiencing the fullness of you. God, I ask for um, spirit of wisdom and revelation to continue to enlighten our hearts and enlighten the eyes, God. Enlighten how we see lord i just thank you for restoring the imagination that we are no longer a body of people that that think of gloom and doom and oh woe is me or or the the power of of the power of sin and death Ah, oh, we're not a people like that that's man you conquered that you spoiled principalities and powers that is that's not even an issue anymore that's that is not our reality hell does not have any power on us. We have been set in place to rule and reign because that's what you created us to be. You did not create subpar creation. You made us, Lord, to be just like you. Just like you. Let's just say, I am like my father. Yes, Father. You're a good dad. You love us. Lord, you do not set a ceiling. You've set a foundation for us to be built on. You you lift us up. You lift us up. I just Holy Spirit wants to lift you up. He wants to unlimit your imagination that the enemy would love to box up he does not like it when the children of god act like their dad he does not like it but you know what we don't have to pursue making the enemy mad don't like this is a, uh, one thing i never want to do is is make making the enemy mad a goal i just want to i want to love my father i want to love I want to love what he has for me. That's just going to make the enemy mad just because. I don't have to worry about that. Let's love and experience the presence of God. Wow, I just feel... a uh, mm. Lord, I just thank you for renewing, Lord. Renewing our hearts tonight. Lord, renew our hearts. Renew us right now. Give us rest. If you, if you want deep sleep tonight, I want you just to raise your hands. If you want... I need some good sleep. Like I'm, I'm not having good sleep. My kids are waking me up. I got stuff on my brain. Before you go to bed, I want you to, I want you to say, Holy Spirit, let's have fun tonight. I want you to invite the Holy Spirit to take you into His kingdom, and He is going to take you into some amazing places tonight. It's. It's, it's going to be amazing. What he has for you is hope. And what he has for you is a future. And God is going to take you into his world of the kingdom. And God's, it's going to be like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory for, for Christians. And it's just going to be this amazing place where He starts. you start to experience such a bounty of the imagination of the Father. And there's going to be so much peace. In your sleep tonight. So much peace. You're not going to have worry about stuff. It's going to be you and the Holy Spirit. It's going to be good. Now, are you guys ready? Amen. Amen. I want you to stand up. So I'll stand over our feet. I want you to turn to somebody. And I want you just to speak over them. Just a, a word of encouragement. Bless them, say, just, just, just start exercising your imagination, give them a hug, tell them how good they look, if it's your wife, tell her she's hot, if it's your husband, say, I'll see you later, enjoy the presence of God, get some riches tonight, get some riches, turn to your neighbor and get some riches. Amen.